Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is July 19th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Are you a database engineer? Please reach out to us via Twitter DM or go to PitcherList.com slash hiring. We have a potential position that is part-time at the moment, but there is a chance that if you're the right fit, we could actually move into a full-time role next year. Uh, and we want to meet you. So it's going to be a lot of Postgres stuff, stuff like that. And if you feel like, oh my gosh, this is the dream opportunity. This is what I want to do. Um, definitely reach out to us as we're looking for that individual right now. But I'm back from from Cape Cod. Uh, thank you all so much for putting up with me with no streams last week. A little bit different scheduling. I know I'm late today because I really want to spend time with the Twitch chat this morning. Um, and yesterday put out the list super late because my flight was massively delayed and just thank you all so much for it. We're back to regular schedule. We're here. We're ready. Let's go through the end of the year. There might be some little vacation, um, in August to California, but regardless, we're back baby. And no, I am not going to leave you for football. No, I'm only baseball here all the way through to the end of the year. Let's get you your championship. Bryce Elder is not going to do that though. 2.2 innings, five earned runs, seven hits, one earned run, sorry, one walk and four strikeouts. So to me, he's been a Vargas rule the entire year. It's been great to see him run away with it, but it's really fastball slider where neither of them are really that elite. And I feel like this is the end of the line. Uh, we've seen three blowups from him. One was a weird one and then he rebounded. It was okay. Then he had a terrible one against the Rays. And I was like, you know what? That's the raise. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But then this was just another one after that against Arizona. And I think it's the time to move on. If you want to keep going, you can stream him. It's the Brewers next. That's fine. I want to make clear that the Vargas rule is about just starting them regardless. And Bryce Elder, maybe it's fine against the Brewers, but it's not like that automatic. I need to roster him now, right? It's a streaming option. And that's all that he is. Nathan Evaldi is the weirdest thing to me. He went against the Rays, six innings, zero and runs, two hits, three walks, and two Ks. The crazy thing you would think, like, oh, maybe he's doing good things. His fastball velocity has been all over the place from 96, 97 in the beginning of the year to 93.8, 94.4, 96.1, and 94.4 in his last four starts. And this one was 93.1. The guy is hurt. We saw this last year. The whip went down. I mean, he was able to make it work with more splitters back then. 17% CSW in this one for that pitch. I just feel like it's going to be a case where we're going to keep going with Nathan Evaldi. And then he's going to have this massive disaster start. And we go, oh, yeah, right. Duh. We knew that would happen. This is terrifying. I'm selling anywhere I can if you haven't already. Luis Medina against the Red Sox really came through, and I was really excited after the last one. He was my number 100 on the list before I saw this outing. 5.2 innings, zero runs, three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts, 13 whiffs, 28% CSW. Is this the real deal? Maybe. Um, what was so exciting last time is because the slider was getting all these whiffs and was used so much 50% of the time. This was just 15 uh, sliders and 14 curveballs, but they combined for eight over 29 whiffs, which is very good. And I've talked about Medina as being Frankie Montes without the splitter. So it was pretty much just fastballs trying to get outs. And 
um, decently hard with a slider that doesn't really get whiffs. Well, this actually changes that a little bit. Um, this is interesting, and I uh, it feels like it's uh, it's a momentary uh, time of bliss. So I'm not really going after it because I, if I saw that the slider was the main thing, great. But the curveball five whiffs is nice. He had I think like seven whiffs on it one start ago, like a month ago. But yeah, it just doesn't feel consistent quite yet. Interesting though. Logan Allen against the Pirates, five innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, eight Ks. You love to see it. He executed the Blakestown blueprint with four seamers up, changeups, and sweepers down. But he was also 1.5 ticks down, which is very interesting because we just saw from Grayson Rodriguez was that when you come back to the majors, you have a lot of adrenaline, which means generally you throw harder, not softer. So I'm a little worried about that. And it was just two over 37 whiffs on that four seamer because of that reduced velocity. And he had it high location. So I feel like this was uh, much better than we should be expecting from Logan Allen moving forward. I'm okay starting him against the Phils. I feel like that's, you know, it's a perfect mix of like, okay, there is a lot of reward that could be happening and maybe I'm missing something. And maybe this is a legit command that's going to stick and that's good enough. And the Phillies are volatile, so it could go really, really well for you. I'm still going to start him there, but yeah, my expectations are not super high here. Moving forward for the second half, uh, Patrick Sandoval against the Yankees, 7.1 innings, one run, two hits, three walks, seven Ks, 17 whiffs, 37% CSW, and initially, I saw this and went, oh man, the slider and changeup are both getting great CSW marks, they both tallied a lot of whiffs, eight over 26 whiffs on the changeup, while the slider got all these whiffs too, clearly this is the first start that we've seen both of them working, oh wait, that changeup had only 46% strikes. And it was not spotted well. I mean, this was the Yankees. When they got in the zone, they just swung through it, hoping for a fastball. That's really what happened. So, no, I am not buying into a, a resurgence of Patrick Sandoval from this. The slider was well spotted, fine. But that changeup was just so erratic. Uh, yeah, 46% strikes, guys. You want to see 60, 65% strikes. Even 57, like, okay, fine, that's all right. Six, 46, sub 50% is always just no. No, no. That means... Under half of the time, could you get a, you know, it's going to be a ball more than half of the time you throw it. Like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Joe Musgrove against the Jays. 60, uh, sorry, six innings, one and run, five hits, one walk, seven Ks. Ran into a little bit of trouble in the beginning and then got settled down easily. Yeah, Ace is going to ace. This is why he got the Ace is going to ace label. Normally, I would have waited until the Jays start to do it, but I just feel like he deserved it last week. I'm really happy that he didn't burn me on that. Uh, the breakers are working. Cutter, curve, and the slider. It's so good. Jordan Montgomery did not get uh, held back by his hamstring, which is great. Six innings, one run, six hits, two walks, five Ks, 92 pitches. You love to see it. The whip is a little high, whatever, no win. It's fine. We're cool with it. And I do wonder what team he's going to go to because likely the Cardinals are going to try and trade him. You could see like a Jordan Montgomery and uh, Jordan Hicks package somewhere. I'm curious. Edward Cabrera against the Cardinals on the other side. Five innings, one run, two hits, three walks, six Ks. We'll take this. It's still hilarious to see 11 over 24 fastball strikes with sub 50% strikes there. And 46% CSW on the breakers, pretty much matching the strike rate of the fastballs, the CSW on the breakers, which is hilarious. Um, fantastic changeup as well. And yeah, we ride it and we hope that the lack of strikes on the fastball doesn't burn him. Michael Grove went against the Orioles and had his, arguably his best start of the year with a win. Five innings, one to run, five hits, two walks, and four Ks, but just six whiffs, 27% CSW. Because his best pitch, the one that I've talked about so much, being like, okay, it's just about getting the most out of this. Yeah, it's the slider, 20% usage, 17% CSW. It was tied for the least thrown pitch of his four pitches. What? I, I, what? Okay. 
all right, baseball. Uh, Aaron Nola did great against the Brewers. You feel good about this. Every 18 whiffs here, 36% CSW. You love it. Hopefully, you can hold on to this. Uh, it's weird to see 0 to 24. Uh, four seamer whiffs, 7.1 innings, 200 runs, four hits, three walks, six Ks. Aaron Nola, please, please force me to give you the Aces going to Ace label before the season ends. Taj Bradley did great against the Rangers because he's like Glasnow, where the opposition does not matter. If he has it going, he's going to do well. Uh, five innings, 200 runs, five hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts. It's it, There's the upside that you chase in the, the sweet part of the cherry bomb. I really hope he can get that changeup and curveball for strikes consistently. I think that's really the impetus for his success. All right, we're going to talk about a lot of other guys. Bailey Ober, Tyon, so many blow-ups after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Bailey over six innings, 300 runs, seven hits, zero walks, five Ks. Yeah, that's what Bailey over does. I know it's 300 runs instead of like two, but six innings with seven hits is kind of the Bailey special. Jameson Tyone against the Nationals did not really have the command that we wanted to see. I mean, it wasn't so bad. It was 5.2 innings of 300 runs, 7 hits, 1 walk, 4 Ks, but I just don't see anything to latch on to here. Patrick Corbin on the other side is throwing harder with a slider, and it's a really good pitch. 10 over 41 whiffs of 39% CSW, but there's just nothing else. Just nothing else. Uh, Joe Jacques uh, opened for Chris Murphy, who went 65 pitches of 4.2 innings and shut up all in 6 strikeouts. And I'm sorry, I don't, I didn't really see anything that stuck out to me, so we're not doing that. Uh, Jake Bird led a bullpen game for the Rockies. Uh, Hunter Brown was on the other side in cores. 5.1 innings of four and runs, six hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. Honestly, near one whip and seven strikeouts in cores is pretty dang good. I know the four and runs and the loss, not what you wanted whatsoever. I don't know what he does, though. It's really been the thing with Hunter Brown this year is that I think I saw his four seamers up and down. And I want to say that that was intentional, that he's actually elevating when he wants to and then wants to get the low called strikes as well. But I feel like there's still a little room to grow, of course, with those breakers to pair up with that, right? I don't really know what to expect from Hunter Brown. He gets the Oakland Athletics next, and that could be very good for Hunter Brown. I really hope that really just all comes together there and we get very excited for the second half. Julio Tehran was a Vargas rule and a new <laughs> four and runs and 4.2 innings. We just stop. Uh, Carlos Carrasco against the White Sox. Yeah, 4.2 innings of four and runs. He got a decent amount of whiffs because it's the White Sox, but nothing we can really put our hat on. Alec Manoa did terribly against the Padres. I mean, really terribly. Three innings, four and runs, three hits, five walks, zero strikeouts. Sure, he got squeezed, but this is honestly nothing new because the other start against the Tigers, even though in the roundup, uh, I, I did not watch the entire thing at the time. I was to watch some of it and I was like, okay, I understand this. Uh, at least the slider was getting whiffs and the force team was getting some whiffs and it was a little bit more like, okay, we stay pat. But then I watched it and I put it out on YouTube and I changed my tune completely. 
um, because I really broke down every single at bat in that, and that was just terrible. And this was the same thing. So I don't. I'm not going to do another breakdown video of Manoa because go watch that other one against the Tigers. It's the same thing against the Padres here. So it really shows the importance of when I'm able to actually watch every single pitch of every game. Uh, that's when you really see the extra elements. Um, so I did you a disservice for that roundup because I wasn't able to watch the entirety of that one um, at the time. But I, I mean, I think I expressed like it's good, but you know, we're still not clear if this is going to work out yet. Um, it's not like, oh my gosh, she's back or something. Like, it's like, okay, this is good. Maybe there's something there. Uh, and then it was like, oh no, never mind. Okay. Luke Weaver against the Giants. 2.2 innings, four and runs, four hits, one walk, six Ks. Hey, it's six Ks and eight outs, but, and he's up a little bit on the heater and the changeup. And yeah, it was four and runs and four hits and one walk. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do not do that with Luke Weaver. Maybe if he holds on to this velocity a little bit longer and has him one of those good starts, then great. There is a chance that with this extra velocity, that sticks that he then goes actually like five, six innings instead of 2.2, but we're not going to take that chance. Anthony Descafani should not be started. Uh, two innings of four and runs for its zero walks, five Ks pulled early. And then Shamanaya came in for more. I mean, just the whole thing. Don't do it. Domingo Herman earned a gallows pull 27 whiffs across 106 pitches against the angels and came away with a loss. Six innings, five earned runs, four hits, three walks, nine Ks because the baseball gods are not kind. It's kind of funny. I think he pitched better here than he did against in the perfect game. Yep, that's baseball. Changeup did really well in this one. Nine over 26 whiffs, which is so cool. I mean, he did have some that hung over, and then Mickey Moniak messed them up twice here. Uh, one including a home run. But, you know, uh, we keep starting Herman because that curveball is just so dang good. I think it was 21 whiffs combined between, actually 22 between changeups and curveballs. And that's, oh, that's glorious. Daniel Lynch against the Tigers, uh, five innings, five earned runs, six hits, two walks, three Ks, nothing. I don't even know what his best pitch is. Is it his fastball? Is it a slider? Is it a changeup? I don't know. And I hate that. I mean, he's trying to do sliders down in glove side, but like five whiffs total overall. I mean, it's just, yeah, no. Um, Tyler Wells got destroyed by the Dodgers. We honestly, at this point, just got to treat it like a one night bland because it's, I know it's been a weird season of the, the bad that looks unsustainably low, but it is heavy fly ball tendencies. And a lot of his home runs have been solo shots thus far, and those turned into multiple run home runs here. And yeah, it's a one like a one eight one homer per nine or something stupid, right? But because he doesn't have guys on base, like it's a low hit per nine and low walk rates, those haven't burned him. But they might start to burn him a decent amount. For now, we're going to call it a one night bland. Um, and yeah, we're going to start him against the Rays. Sorry, Tyler Wells. We probably start for that. This was a Dodgers. But yeah, we got to try it. Um, Brian Wu got destroyed by the Twins. 3.1 innings of six and runs, eight hits, three walks, four Ks. As his four-seamer was was located middle, that is X-M-lock, that is like a belt high. Uh, so if you're thinking of like east and west, it's all middle. Um, that's not good. Don't do that. Uh, the sinker also didn't jam guys inside as much. He only allowed one hit off the pitch, but I feel like he didn't get the free strikes that he normally gets on it uh, in the way that we want him to. And that also sets up the four-seamer better when he does execute that. Also, the slider and changeup just barely existed. The cutter was okay and really needs that four-seamer to dominate more. And just didn't. And that's what happens. Uh, I'm not saying you can't drop Brian Wu right now because we do expect him to go to the minors now. Um, it's either this start or next start. And I'm saying, no, I want him to get redemption. But then he gets the Jays next. And I'm kind of like, do we want to start him for the Jays? And then he might get sent down or might get sent down before it. It's weird. Um, if you're in a dire need for something now they're like no i'd have no one else to drop brian Wu, it's acceptable to do so i don't want to but it's acceptable Tarek scubel against the royals four innings seven hundred runs eight hits one walk three k's 
it's so disappointing. But the fastball's still over 95 miles per hour, and he located it up and in, um, up in glove side is what I should say. And it's just about, yeah, the, the sinker and consistent breaker, some terrible change-ups. And he allowed two triples on the night, which is so weird. Um, that stuff should get him much better, and I'm still buying in on Scooble, even though this weird start happened against the Royals. Mitch Keller got blown up, too, and so did Lucas Giolito. Zach Davies, who cares? We know that it was against Atlanta, too. I'm like, ugh. Um, but Keller, six innings of eight earned runs, ten hits, two walks, one strike. How am I going to bottom my bread with this? It's weird. Mitch went 32% sliders. And why I think that's weird is because that's not really what he's been doing. It's been four seamers, cutters, and uh, sinkers that have been really working well together to keep batters off balance and and, uh, and commanding it well and spotting it and sequencing all that kind of stuff to induce weak contact. And then the, the sliders and the curveballs are just kind of there and they really aren't the major thing. The fact that Mitch Keller went 33 sliders in this and returned only three whiffs to me says, yeah, you are fishing. You are trying to find something that works because nothing else does. And I hate seeing that from a pitcher. I like seeing more six. I like seeing failure when you just kind of do the same thing that you're doing and it just kind of happens that way that day, right? This felt like Keller was like, no, 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 I don't have it. I don't know what to do. I'm going to do this instead. And that's a little annoying. I, I'm going to obviously keep starting Keller, but yeah, he had that really bad three game stretch before. And now it's also his third four plus earned run game in six starts. I'm not jumping shit, but yeah, um, he's getting the Padres next. We can talk after that one. And with Giolito, I really just feel like it's a weird one. Uh, his fastball command was definitely worse. It was a near 50% strike rate when he needs to be better at that. The change in slider were pretty good, though, pretty low. I mean, some other ones weren't. I feel like this was just a weird outing, and we move on from there. Looking forward to today and tomorrow's games, um, we have uh, Lucas, uh, sorry, Luis Castillo, Carlos Rudan. Julio Urias, Justin Verlander, Sandy Alcantara, Charlie Morton, Kenta Maeda, and Jose Brios in that auto start tier. Uh, pretty clear stuff for today. We have Brian Bayo, Yu Darvish, Eduardo Rodriguez, Christopher Sanchez, and Kyle Hendricks in the probable start tier. Questionable start tier is Aaron Savali, Dean Kramer, Graham Ashcraft, and Trevor Williams. Not much really to say here. Kramer gets the Dodgers. Ashcraft is whatever against the Giants, and Trevor Williams is whatever against the Cubs. I don't really want to do either of those two. Kramer is a, well, good luck. Dodgers are doing well right now. But Savali against Pittsburgh, you can hardly say that he's actually a probable start there. It's just the ceiling isn't that high. Uh, do not start here is very long. Uh, Colin Ray and John Gray, they rhyme, so it's true. <laughs> against the Rays, oh my gosh. Ray, Gray, Rays, okay. Rich Hill against the Guardians. Tuki Desan against the Mets. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, Dakota Hudson, Ross Stripling, Ken Waldschuk. Bilak is in cores. Chase Silseth and not Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani's getting pushed back. The thing is a smart thing considering the blister issues he's had. Um, just wait one more week. And uh, Ryan Nelson, C- Cooper Criswell should be open for against Texas and Austin Gomber. Is in course hosting the Astros. Yeah, that's all very clear stuff. Tomorrow starters, you have Strider and Glasnow Burns, Pablo Lopez and George Kirby and Blake Snell, Zach Gallen, Andrew Abbott, Marcus Stroman and Bassett. The last three, pretty obvious. They're decent matchups and you're going to do them. Blake Snell is against Toronto and Zach Gallen's against Atlanta. And Atlanta's scarier than Coors right now and Zach Gallen's approach is weird. So I'm actually putting him lower than the others of Pablo Lopez and George Kirby and, and Corbin Burns for that reason. The other matchups are easier above and then Snell gets adjacent as Gallen gets Atlanta. Probable start tier is J.P. France in 
in uh in Oakland, which is great. Michael Lorenzen gets the Royals. I'm all for that one. I mean, these are all streaming options here that are in great matchups. We have Tywin Walker against the Brewers, Alec Marsh against the Tigers, Steven Matz against the Cubs. All of that, I think, like, I'm cool starting. There's also Alex Cobb in the middle between Tywin Walker and Alex and Alec Mash. Matt Marsh, I should say. I'm so sorry. Uh, in Cincinnati, which isn't ideal, but we haven't seen Cobb splitter for a bit, and I feel like that should come back. It's due. While the slider has been around, and I feel like this is going to work out. Um, while Alec Marsh and just had 11 strikeouts. And Steven Matz is better than the last start. He has 95 miles per hour on a sinker now instead of 93. And I feel like he's much better than that, and the Cubs aren't very good. There is no questionable start, because everything else is just four other guys on the do-not-start tier on Thursday, which is Jose Quintana in a very clear still ill against the White Sox. Um, he's so command-focused, I don't want to do it. Michael Kopech against the Mets. No way. Um, Kyle Gibson against the Rays. It's already volatile as it is because Gibson ends the Rays. And Hogan Harris is going against Houston. No, thank you. All right, but that is it for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And my name is Nick Pollock. May your babas be low and your strike outside.